who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. My name is Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at bufferingcast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Simon Cardi, and with me this week I have Matt Perslow. Hi. And Jesse Gomez. Hello. <laughs> no messing around again this week. Oh, okay, sorry. it's that time of the year. It's that time of the, what, generation, I suppose, would be the cliched word. The birth of the generation. A birth of mm. a generation. I love that. Um, that's the title sorted within 10 seconds. That's the sort of thing I love to hear. Um... Reviews for the Xbox Series S, X, and the PS5 are all now live, which they've all kind of thrown it out in one go. Um, between the three of us, we have all three of those consoles, so Amazing. who better to tell you all about them? <laughs> well, probably probably some people that are much more, I don't know, no hardware more than I do anyway. But uh, <laughs> I, can tell you, I can tell you all sorts about the PS5 now. Um, but first... Let's lead with the Xbox, because that is out next Tuesday in the UK, uh, as well as everywhere else in the world. Uh, we'd have to wait for that one. Um, Jesse, you have the Series X in your home. I sure do. Um, Matt, it's... you have the Series S. Wait oh, your turn. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll sit here patiently. Um, the Series X is obviously the headliner. Um, yeah. Have you been enjoying it? I've I've been so so with it to be fair. The th- the thing with me is that I've you know gone from the original Xbox One, bought the series, bought the uh, Xbox One X as soon as that was released, and now I've gone to the Series X. And Matt and I were just talking about this before, but the Series X feels more like a PC upgrade um, in like a console form factor. And you know the first time you boot it up, it's I know we'll get to the PS5 later, but it doesn't have that fresh new feeling. It's what we've kind of seen before, just in a neater faster package and the console itself like don't get me wrong it's great like loading times are minimal you know 4k 16 a lot of titles and stuff like that it's what you would want with a next gen console um but for for me it just it doesn't it doesn't really feel new 
which, which is what I'm trying to I know to what get. you mean. It kind of looks like from everything I've seen and read, like it is an improvement, obviously, on the One X. I'd <laughs> be mad if it wasn't. Yeah, an yeah, 100%. But it's, it's, not, it's not the splash that you sometimes get at the start of a new generation. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if you, if you haven't played like any Xbox games in like the past 10 years or something like that, then this is going to be fantastic for you because this is going to be the best way to play Xbox games. Um, whether it's, you know, Xbox One, Next Gen, original Xbox, or 360. I mean, the, f- the first thing I did when I loaded up the uh, the Xbox was I put Oblivion in. And I just I started playing that. <laughs> that was like the first game I wanted to play um, for some bizarre reason. <laughs> Not even like the cliched Skyrim, you went for Oblivion. It's my favourite <laughs> Elder Scrolls. Um, but yeah, that that's the thing. Like, if you haven't checked out Xbox in a long while, this is going to be the best way to play. But for me, there's... There's nothing else really like there's not there's not really any really new games that I really want to get into, whether it's something like Astro or Miles, like the Xbox. It doesn't it's not really offering me anything that man, I really, really want to play that for those next gen kind of, you know, Do features you and think feelings. That obviously, yeah, there's no, you know, big Xbox exclusives anytime soon, soon really. <laughs> yeah. Um from obviously we're going to PS five later, but from what you've played both so far can you see yourself playing like cyberpunk i'm guessing you'll play cyberpunk on pc i mean well actually it kind of depends because i mean microsoft are saying that the series x is the most powerful console even you know taking the ps5 mm-hmm. aside once that eventually releases and i'm sure that's up to debate like tech wise or whatever but i i'm more than happy to have a pc couch experience with the xbox just because the specs are there and it can perform mm-hmm. well. So when it comes to Cyberpunk and, you know, those multi-platform games, I'm happy to play them on the Series X compared to my PC because that's on a couch, that's at home, and it is amazing being able to play a game and get that PC performance, but in a little tiny mm-hmm. machine that's always quiet and just fits, you know, straight into whatever TV bench so or unit you have. can you see the Series X becoming your third-party console over the PS5? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, for me, the way I imagine it is that Xbox, you know, whatever exclusives that, that has, then... I'm happy to play on Xbox or my PC, but when it comes to multi-platform, I think the Xbox is going to be where it's at for me, and then I'm putting the PS5 to, um, you know, exclusive territory, unless, you know, the adaptive controller is absolutely amazing on one particular game. But other than that, I think, you know, the Xbox, it's a powerful console. It is fun to have, but there's nothing really, you know, like pushing me towards, man, I really want to play on the Series X right now. So... You've played with the DualSense. I've heard a lot of rave views about the actual new Xbox controller. I haven't touched that yet, but mm. I'm personally going to play. I'm lucky enough to have an Xbox Elite controller, so I'll be using yeah. that. But I've actually heard, yeah, the packaged-in controller for the new Xbox is very nice as well. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. And, like, Matt, you have the... I mean, we have the same controller. You have the S, yeah. obviously, but the new... I have white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the new, the new controller itself, it's... So far, it's my favourite controller. I mean, my before this, my favourite controller was the 360 controller just because it was the controller to use when you're playing games on your PC if you wanted to use a controller. But this new this new one, um, just the the triggers, like the little, um, like the texture, the bump they have and stuff on the bumpers as well and everything, uh, it just feels really good. Like having just, <laughs> having textured triggers and bumpers really makes a difference in terms of when I'm playing a game. And I like mm-hmm. the new D-pad as well compared to the uh, PS5 one as well or the Dual sense. Okay. Dual sense. Or Matt, how do you? So how do you I feel actually, about the controller? Uh, so we, Cardi, I think we've both got the same elite controller, mm-hmm. which is the it's it's the generation one one. So I've not used a Gen two elite. 
I would say I prefer the console that's bundled, the controller that's bundled in with the console over the Elite, which is an unusual sort of approach, but it's slightly lighter. And I think I really like the premium feel of the Elite because of how heavy it is. But I do think it might be slightly too heavy for a controller. Mm. And this is in a real nice sweet spot. It's slightly smaller, so it fits a bit nicer in the hand. It's got that texture like Jesse just referred to. It's got the share button, which is super helpful, especially in this era of games look really good and you just Mm -hmm. i know watching you cardi play uh sushima it's just been a case of i'm pleased i've not been playing it with you because i imagine i've got to fucking stop every 10 minutes for you to take you have to be very patient to play photo mode games Mm -hmm. with me (laughs) but obviously you know xbox hasn't had a dedicated share button and now it has and it's a really nice chunky share button in the middle it's got a good click feel to it and it's really snappy as well as soon as you press it bang you're there and that's the that's the great thing about these new consoles are that the ui you're not waiting around anymore like card you've mentioned it a bunch of times just like Mm -hmm. there's no time to look at your phone anymore you know like you you stop stealing my little sound bite that's mine (laughs) i've I've heard both of you say that but either way like you know you barely have any time to you know fuck around when you're waiting for a game to load it's a couple seconds and then bang you're right in and that's That's what's crazy, because I don't mm-hmm. even really get that performance on my PC, even just with a standard SSD, mm-hmm. and that's, of course, because it's, you know, proprietary mm-hmm. tech inside, you know, the Xbox and the PS5, but still, it's, yeah. that's so, what's next-gen you've been to me. playing around with DS. Is that also yeah. Yeah, lightning so, quick? So my, my soundbite for it is it, it boots <laughs> up quicker than I can unlock my phone, which I just think is an absolutely astonishing thing. So i think i'm a lot more enamored with with this generation of xboxes than jesse is like i've not used the x so i haven't seen these games at 4k i've only seen them at a lower resolution but the xbox series s is a tiny box of magic basically it is only about twice the height of as in sort of like line two xbox like game boxes side by side Mm -hmm. and like that's how big it is by as thick as a normal xbox would be so it's really small and compact it actually at the moment it sits on my windowsill while it's waiting <laughs> for a, a more permanent home so that's how small it is um it we're talking seconds to boot it up the, all the menus are super quick and i absolutely agree with jesse when he says the idea it feels like a pc upgrade i get excited when i upgrade my pc like if i buy a new graphics card which one of the things I wanted to do was compare the idea of like, should you buy a new graphics card for your PC or buy an Xbox? I can't mm. fucking buy a graphics card for love or money because <laughs> Nvidia has massively sold out. Yeah. But I've got an Xbox Series S, and it's like for me, it's transformative in terms of how quick everything is. Like I'm not, there's no time to check Twitter between loading levels in a game because it's just that fast. The menus actually work like. I'm primarily a PlayStation user, but I'm fed up on the PlayStation of every menu I open taking forever. I just don't have Ooh, that. You won't have that problem for long, though. Hey. No, <laughs> but I don't have that on the Xbox. Um, I actually really like the Dash. And I know if you're, I think if you're part of the Xbox preview program, you already have this Dash on your Xbox One. But I think they've done a great job of rearranging that. There's some nice new dynamic backgrounds if you're, you know, a series user. Mm. Um, in general, yeah, I've had a great time with it. Uh, and it reminded me kind of like, actually, I do really like Xbox. There's a a presentation that they've got, which I actually think having seen the presentation of the PlayStation 5 and the way that trophies work now and stuff like that, like that, I've seen a nicer implementation to, to menus and stuff. Like, I don't know if you use the PlayStation app on your phone, but that's already been upgraded mm-hmm. to have yeah. the new... Yep 
like that looks great and that was always the thing i found about playstation they didn't quite have the edge on graphic like like design let's say mm. i always like the playstation sorry the xbox uh, achievement unlocked like design that would come up on screen yeah and so i feel that playstation are in a much better place this time around but it was nice to have that familiar sound of an achievement unlocking which i've not personally had for most of a generation mm. Um, it also mm-hmm. does just little things that obviously we, we've spoken about smart delivery a lot and about how good that sort of is but having played microsoft games only on my pc recently it was great to boot up an xbox and have my save games for gears tactics be available that, that i'd done on pc like half a campaign on pc and that was just there on my xbox i didn't have to transfer it i didn't have to tell it to do that just booted the game up and it was there yeah like that alongside all of the stuff like like quick resume is really good you can unplug the console and it just remembers where you are in a game and then you plug it back in and turn it on at the wall and you just carry on where you were that is bonkers that is like, absolutely how is crazy it, is it just like storing a minute bit of power in order to i have no idea the memory? how it does it because yeah, well, like as you say you'd think that it would have because it, it's not a hard save it's is mm-hmm. literally just carrying on from where you left it, which is astonishing. Admittedly, I think pre-release it still got a little few kinks because I think after yeah. I did it about eight or nine times, it did forget where I was <laughs> in the game I was playing um, and just had to boot from the start again. Mm. But the fact that it can do that is astonishing. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about what games you have been playing on that Xbox. Like we said, they are limited. Mm-hmm. I believe the only one of note that you can actually talk about at the moment is dirt five <laughs> yeah like we could have spoken about yakuza i'm very sorry everybody i haven't played yakuza yet and that's yeah, not because i don't I. want to because <laughs> it looks great and it's obviously it's a jrpg which is very my sort of deal mm-hmm. but between everything else i haven't been able to jump into that but both me and jesse have played that is of well i mean it's a cross-gen game but it is yeah. it is new is dirt five what do you think jesse um, I mean, the first thing I wanted to try out almost immediately, like just pushing, um, like how, it, what it looks like and stuff aside is as soon as you go in, you can, you know, turn on 120 frames per second. And like, that might not sound too impressive for, you know, um, anyone who hasn't really experienced that because everyone's either, you know, 30 or 60. But for me, when I'm playing games on my PC, you know, I'm trying to get 120 frames or even higher and just being able to have that such a smooth and responsive experience especially for a racing game where that is so important it's as if you know you wouldn't want to play a fighting game at 30 it has to be at 60 and it's the same for racing as well and if you can push that to higher brilliant but 120 120 frames per second at 1080p um is is a fantastic experience is is the game actually playing at 120 frames per second though? So I've I, I've played it on a on a monitor. So obviously I've only got the Xbox Series S, so I can't do 4K. But it, it is yeah. a 1440p machine, so I've got it hooked into a 1440p monitor that does up to 144 hertz. Yeah, I like the idea of these consoles doing a game that like I don't think Dirt looks all that good. That's that's one of the things. But I think yeah. it looks better than what the processors in this thing could do at 120 frames so what has your analysis told you jesse <laughs> well i mean so as soon as i um got into dirt 5 i started capturing just a bunch of different little samples from like 4k 60 to 1080 120 and then 4k 30 at the you know the most uh, visual 
uh, mm-hmm. mode and just at 120 frames per second like it's an absolute delight it's it is so it genuinely steady. does deliver 120 frames it's not just that it, it's capable up to it is actually playing at yeah, 120. yeah it is it's doing it 120 frames per second and it, it is really beautiful and even just like doing a little nerdy thing like i did a little um comparison between uh 60 fps and 120 fps slowed down to 50 percent and just seeing how smooth animations are and you know debris coming off mud and cars and just colliding all sorts at such a slow uh motion <laughs> playback is just it's really cool but aside from all that nerdy shit just the responsiveness of it for me it's apparent and that's what i'm excited about because a lot of people they you a lot of people who haven't really messed around with pc gaming you know they, they haven't had that experience before so finally people are going to be able to experience these higher refresh rates given if they have you know the tv that's capable to do it or the monitor or whatever but that's what it felt it felt great it did cool in terms of the actual game i i think it's a serviceable racing game yeah like, it's just okay to be honest <laughs> i've i've got um forza horizon 4 installed uh, as well mm-hmm. and because that is optimized for series x and s i've played that I a lot that more looks incredible oh god like, it already did look it was already mm. one of the best looking games yeah. i've played and obviously i'm i can't play it at full 4k but this is one of the things like the xbox series s costs 250 quid and yet you could get a game that looks this good and plays this smoothly for like dirt cheap i i i wasn't on the podcast but alicia was on a while ago talking about the virtues of it's a proper next-gen machine like it does yeah. all the stuff that the xbox series x does it just does it at 1440p or 1080p yeah like try, um, try getting try getting um oh carly's just had enough and now Cardi's back. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So a bit of dodgy internet there, but we ah, are back. That's fine. No well, one panic. What I was going to say was, you know, try getting Xbox Series S performance at that price in a PC. Mm-hmm. You're going to be hard-pressed to find that. Like 1440p, 60 frames per second, even able to go higher. At that price, it's amazing. Yeah. I just think, like, it will allow so many people to play next-gen that don't have mm-hmm. the dollar today, especially in in the unfortunate times that it's dropped like you might not have all that much cash to spare but if you really want to get in on next gen you can but what i would say is if you really want to get in on next gen and you want to play racing games just get forza off uh off games pass because that game is incredible and it looks brilliant on next gen as opposed Mm. to uh dirt is a bit i think it's got some really nice ideas like i i was thinking of it almost as if it was like a titanfall of racing games because every race has got like a different gimmick about it like one is you're on a like a frozen lake and the course is basically about drifting around a frozen lake um the stuff going into the mountains like lots of different variations of off-road racing yeah which i think is is very very cool i just think it it feels outside of those ideas a fairly standard visually underwhelming racing game and i just think the thing i love about forza is that horizon is a celebration of car culture and i actually quite really like cars so it's it's really nice like <laughs> going out and buying with virtual money cars you'd never be able to afford yeah and funding around and also the other thing is is like i won't bang on too much about forza because it is a two-year-old game at this point but I've not been able to drive for about two years because since I moved to London, I sold my beloved bright orange mini. But <laughs> being able to play a game set in like the countryside of England, which is where like I learned to drive, there is a thing to buying like just something like a Ford Focus, which is something that I would have driven um, like my parents' car. 
getting into that in first person mode and just driving around country lanes has been real cathartic for me. <laughs> so thank you, Xbox Series X, for giving me a little bit of vibes. Turn on Pulse <laughs> on the radio, get some churches banging. Well into it, mate. You can't really go wrong with that, can you? Not at all. However, like, that seems to me then, Jesse, that, I mean, we, we've got two slightly different ideas on how the, you know, sort of the Xbox is. I feel like if you've already got an Xbox and you're starting to feel that Warzone doesn't run properly and you've yeah. got the cash to drop, I say absolutely, like, go in because you're already part of Xbox and you're probably going to want to play on your Xbox going now. So if you yeah. do have the cash to spend and you'd like to... I think drop on a Series X or a Series S. Obviously, Jesse, you're slightly more reserved about it, and that is fine. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's what I said. Like, you know, if um, the good thing is if you can't really afford to, you know, get into PC gaming and you know drop the cash, especially with the new graphics cards, you know, people just aren't mm-hmm. able to get them anytime soon. Then Xbox is absolutely a fantastic option. But if you've been with Xbox for years and you don't really care that much about performance then you're still in a good position, right? Like, because you're going to get most of these games anyway. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just, for me, there's not really any exclusives that, like, you know, that I just absolutely want to jump into when it comes to Xbox. And that's the thing, like, I'm happy to wait once, you know, once Halo comes out and other titles, like, 100%, I'm going to be playing those. But for now, like, I'm really in it for the exclusives Mm -hmm. and there just isn't much for me to really play at the moment that I'm interested in. You've got to self-assess for yourself then, basically, guys. Like, do you want <laughs> yeah. to buy? Do you want to stay? Do you want to move to PC? Like, a lot of options. And they're all good. So. Yeah, there we go. Talking of options, Cardi, I... Well, I damn well know that you've got a PlayStation 5 and you've been playing <laughs> on it, and I haven't been able to see a wink of it. So, please. And, mm. Jesse, you've got a PlayStation as well, haven't you? Sure do, yes, man. Indeed. Lads, yeah. let's switch it up. Tell me. Now. I'll be silent now. <laughs> About now PlayStation. Uh, trying to think, what didn't we say last week? Well, we can say pretty much everything now, which is good. Yeah. It's nice to have the shackles off, isn't it? And not constantly be <laughs> well, checking documents to see what you can say. Um, I'm very impressed with the PS5 so far. Like, Same here. Like you're saying, with the Xbox, just... The amount of time it takes for things to boot up and like nothing lags, no menu lags. We'll see in a few years what happens once <laughs> some bigger OS you updates know, happen and whatnot. Exactly. Or, you know, my hard drive's only what half full at the moment. I'd be interested to see if it gets any slower if it's like pretty much full. Mm. But um yeah, so far I'm impressed. We've been well, we can talk about fully talk about Astro's playroom now and Miles Morales. Uh, what do you think? So I spoke a bit about Astro last week, Jesse. Have you played all of it yet? Or? So no, I've only probably put like maybe an hour into it. Just after, as soon as I set up the PS5, like Astro was the first thing there, and it's pre-installed, and it you know you can just jump right into it. Um, but for me, Astro like highlights one of the few next-gen things which I'm really excited about, which is like the DualSense itself. So not literally, mm-hmm. not like resolution. I'm not too hyped about that, but just actually the, the adaptive. Uh, triggers on the controller is yeah. fantastic and just the loading times as well like those are the two big things that are really you know affecting the way i'm you know playing next gen and those it's just yeah. it's amazing though those, those briefly triggers. about the dual sense last week and like there's just more features like i don't want to spoil what happens in astros because half the joy of that game is just finding everything for yourself but um yeah. I mean, like the triggers are incredible. Like I just, I was just capturing a bit for a feature mm. for next week, and like one of the best examples of it is like 
at one point then you're kind of like doing you're doing some rock climbing basically and you have to use right. each trigger to do the handholds oh, okay and there's some that break if you don't <laughs> like if you press down too hard on the trigger right. so basically you softly push on the trigger and then it kind of locks the trigger halfway down see that it's just like why is my like it just tricks your mind so yeah, many times it, it's, like that it's, it's, it's honestly like it's, it's just magic really see, when <laughs> i think of the potential that that's got like the idea of a gun in Call of Duty, you've been able to mod it to have a hair trigger, so it's like a half pull, and then yeah. the trigger will know when you get to that point, and it can lock itself at a half pull, and yeah. then you'd be able to effectively fire more rounds per second. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Like, like um, we'll talk more about Spider-Man, but um, like even in Spider-Man, when you're swinging around, so the right trigger you obviously used to swing around the city, that's got more tension to it, and it feels like you're swinging with the right trigger, but then... The left trigger is just completely smooth because it's like your your aim down sights effectively yeah. for Spider Man. It's just weird how those two different triggers feel completely mm. different at exactly the same time. Like that that kind of like wow, this is amazing moment here when I um, loaded up Astro and there was like there's a little segment here and it's it's right near the beginning anyway I think where you kind of jump into like a rocket ship and you you need to start it and then mm-hmm. you're balancing the rocket ship engines between the two triggers except to launch it you need to hold it and as the rockets are like engaging you can feel the rumble they're going up and down and it's like it's your, it's like you're fighting the triggers which is just <laughs> it's so mad you need to feel it and to, 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 to believe. believe it yeah and that sounds so <laughs> dumb it sounds so corny but like it's it's honestly it is mad and it's just so cool mm-hmm. see those um, are the things that i i genuinely find exciting because peripherals aren't a mass they are a massive deal in the pc space because obviously things like like flight sticks and stuff like that yeah but rumble's never been a thing on pc and it's <laughs> yeah, kind of I mean, like if you it's... had that with a mouse then that would completely fuck your aim well yeah <laughs> like there have been times i can remember around kind of like the, the mid 2000s there was this mad Philips setup where you'd mount uh, fans on the side of your uh, monitor um, so that when sort of like you went into wind or had explosions, it would blow stuff in your face. But that sounds that, loud. Like things like Rumble is such a uniquely console sort of element. Yeah. And it's that that, that provides an element of immersion that mm. I it's got find things- really exciting. It kind of borrows from the VR version as well. Like you've obviously got the built-in mic for the Dual Sense now, mm-hmm. so yeah. there's like certain bits in Astrobot where you have to blow into the controller, <laughs> which makes you look absolutely ridiculous. But yeah. it's like little gimmicks like that, which I'm sure maybe another three games in the next seven years will use the blow into the mic feature. <laughs> but <laughs> and then that will stop. You, know. you, you get a little no. taste of what you could expect. You know, like with the Switch and HD Rumble, like some games you might have to you know shake a few like fucking balls in a can or whatever and you can kind of feel them individually <laughs> um but you, you don't really get that with the the new controller but you know there's a moment i think in astro where it's raining you can feel like just little yeah you bits feel of individual... the little patterns yeah, in your just, hand that yeah. is for me that's next gen not necessarily a bump in resolution but stuff like that that's something you haven't experienced before with a controller and you know now it's here and it's just so mm-hmm. cool so well, Talking of like those next gen features that aren't just graphics and ray tracing and stuff like that, have you guys mm-hmm. been playing with headphones on to get the three D no, audio? No, I haven't actually. Is I ha- any well, I've done a mixture of both. Uh, it work with any three D compatible headphone you have, right? So, yeah. so, so it's, it's well, any headphones basically. Is it? Is oh, it? I yeah. thought it had to be at least a certain type. Well, so it doesn't go. have to be like the Pulse headphones. It's uh, mm-hmm. because of the way the system is designed. The idea is, at least theoretically, any headphones should should work with it. I don't know why. Well, I yeah, tried I, that, I have actually. been using them. 
I've been using them. What? Um, I've, it was very apparent in one game I've played that I can't talk about yet. Oh. But um, <laughs> well, I'm 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 playing bug I'm playing bug snacks review on Monday. Uh, but also, yeah, it you definitely can like in Spider Man like tell if an enemy is right behind you or if like it. I, you definitely do feel the three D audio. I don't know if any of the games I've played so far have fully utilized that. I'm sure. Right. Like in horror games, like if you're playing Resi or something, yeah, it's really gonna. So come the interesting to its own. thing is, is so Resident Evil Two has 3D audio, but it's just done through software rather than hardware. Mm-hmm. So that's, so what, I was, that's what I was going to ask. Is it just like you know having that 3D? Is that is that really what it is? Just 3D sound? Because that's what I was going to bring up. Is Resident mm-hmm. Evil Two? It had it there, and you could use it on anything. So is that yeah. the new thing? But that's done on a. So a, so basically, what the case is is that 3D audio has been a thing for several years, but because yeah. it's, it's quite intensive on your process it's like you've got to fight as an audio department to allow you know the pipelines to let you have that Mm -hmm. bit of cpu and in horror games like resident evil it's very important so obviously the overall producers are going to say well yeah let's dedicate space to it Mm -hmm. and that's why you can hear like you can tell when mr x is on the floor above you because of the 3d positioning yeah yeah whereas most games are 2d positioned so they're just is it left right in forward behind you yeah will um, i finally be able to hear the footsteps in warzone well hopefully, that is the yeah. big question because <laughs> it is will it's they a update massive, that? yeah it's massively important for things like first person games and vr games and stuff like that yeah but 100%. now obviously the playstation literally has a 3d audio chip on its mm-hmm. motherboard that's dedicated to doing that yeah but um let's talk about spider-man miles rice if you you finished the story haven't you Jesse? yes i have as have i obviously we're not going to spoil it it's it is a little bit shorter than uh the spider-man game from a couple of years ago probably around i'd say seven to eight hours to finish the main story right fair enough i was going to ask how long it took you to finish it mm-hmm. but i pretty main pretty much mainlined it though and i've gone back the last couple of days to clean up like side missions there's not as many side missions there is quite a few collectibles though yeah uh, which is nice similar in that way um but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it's as good, if not, I maybe slightly preferred it to no, the Spider-Man same, game. From same here, ago. to be honest. One of the, one I of the cool they things... Fixed, Sorry, go ahead. They fixed a couple of things that I didn't enjoy about the last one, so I thought like, there's nowhere near as many, but they've made the boss fights a lot better. Yeah. They're, a, they're not just quick time event, quick time event, quick time event, which was what bored me slightly by those in... We should call him that Spider Man. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> Spider Man twenty eighteen, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, and also, I just really like Miles and his basically his friends and family. Like the cast, the characters are really good. Yeah, and I'm I'm just not going to say anything about the story, obviously, mm. but it's just a good classic comic book story. And yeah. I very much enjoyed it. Oh, that's that's what's going. You mentioned like you know really liking Miles, and that's the kind of thing we didn't get in the uh, original Marvel's Spider-Man game. Is that that's a, already a seasoned Spider-Man? He's been Spider-Man for years, and Miles mm-hmm. obviously is somewhat fresh. And it was just it was really fun being able to play as a character who's already just so likable and enjoyable. But getting like a fresher Spider-Man perspective because he still has questions and he still has concerns as to how much of a mm-hmm. good Spider-Man he can actually be. Um, and that was really cool and then just like on a technical sense like going from the main menu to the game in like two seconds is mind-blowing so yeah from yeah from the main ps5 i think i timed it it's about it was something like four seconds sometimes that i clicked play marvel spider-man to swing in around the city yes it's ridiculous and fast travel is just 
pick fast travel and then fade to black for maybe a second and then back up again yeah and there you are because there were moments um, in the first spider-man game where you might have to go inside like a particular building to fight like to clear some like enemies yeah and like stuff the and warehouse able- boss mm-hmm. the yeah. warehouse like villain lairs yeah. and being able to do that is just you dive in and you're in there like there's there's no waiting around and that's just it's something you wouldn't really pick up on or notice if you hadn't played the first game but this it's just because you have that experience it's so it, it sticks out yeah, yeah. it is crazy I, i've i've seen there have been people that decided they wanted to break embargo on this <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Uh, maybe snuck some videos onto reddit and stuff like oh, that and i watched no. someone booting spider-man up from as you yeah. say from menu i it was one of those where it is a bit tough to believe when you're just watching it but that's faster than what the xbox does and i already think the xbox is blisteringly fast which i just think shows how quick that like specialist io they've developed for the playstation is like mm-hmm. it's obviously based on on generation four um like nvme pcie tech yeah um which basically there's only amd stuff on on pc at the moment that can use that like intel don't even have the the chipsets for motherboards out so that's how cutting edge it is yeah and that's um, the thing you're not you're not finding a triple a game on pc that's going to load up from the main menu into the game within two seconds and be a humongous open world like that's just not happening yeah and that's why you know these consoles they feel so sounds lame next gen because you're not you're just not getting those you're not getting what you would expect from a pc experience but this time you're getting on a console it's like it's kind of switched around now which is a quality of life deal right yeah yeah Yeah. it's technically impressive and i'll just and more importantly it's just fun if you enjoyed like spider-man you'll love miles morales because it is more of the same like they haven't really reinvented the wheel it's the same combat the same um, maneuverability and the, he's got a couple of new techniques he can do but largely it's it is a semi-sequel like it's a new character but essentially you're still spider-man so yeah the one thing just... i want to know cardi is mm-hmm. on a scale of like zero to proper what's up danger what are we talking on the uh on the spider-verse uh skin because that oh, looks great. I, Do you know I, what? The Spider-Verse skin is great. I unlocked it. I put... So... I don't know if they explain this. So you can get the spider... There's two Spider-Verse effects you can attach to it. So one of them is you can bring in, like, the sounds, but they, they're, they like, the visual sounds. So, you know, almost like here. 60s Batman. Yeah. yeah, so it's, like, wham and stuff like that when you hit people, which I enjoyed and I did equip. Um, and the other one is... You can basically make it so the frame rate is like the Spider Verse film. It's like the, and it is does. It, what do they call it? Animated on twos stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to lie, I had that on for about thirty seconds, then I turned it off because it, it was I, I just, was I was it, the complete opposite. I, as soon really? as I unlocked that, I left it on for the entire Maybe game. Maybe you get used so to it, much. but I, I, it just did look a little bit like frames were dropping, which I know is what's happening. Yeah, but. <laughs> It was just a little too distracting well, I suppose for me. What you've got and there is you've got a character that's animated at a very low frame rate, presumably in a world that's at quite a high frame rate. Yeah, and that's the thing. You can either choose to play at a uh, 4K uh, 30 with ray tracing on, or 4K 60 with not much ray tracing, unless you go in photo mode and then it's reactivated again. So I was playing at the 4K 60 just because I want that more responsive gameplay. Um, and putting the miles gun on is it was a bit jarring at first but i ended up just falling in love with it because it, it was so weird having this 60 frames per second world and then you know miles is just like just, just put through the ringer because he's at like 24 frames or whatever 
Yeah, that I am um, very cool. But but also another reason I turned it off is because to turn those on, they're basically your suit mods. So you'd have to sacrifice like a perk, like twenty five percent less damage taken in order to activate that cosmetic. Which you know, it's it's a nice fun thing, but. I made that. Is sacrifice. it going to help you beat up people? I yes. know. Maybe you just didn't need it. But yeah, it's a, it's a good story and it's a good game. I would give it a nine. Oh <laughs> wow, that amazing! Is... I am. I, I wanted to ask though, because um, this obviously has the new uh, spider. This has the new Peter Parker face. What did you think yes. of that? I couldn't care less if I'm honest with you. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> uh, it's Peter Parker. Yeah. I must say, like, I, I wasn't, am... I wasn't overly attached to the original one. Okay, I yeah, really like enough. the original one. Like, he's <laughs> one of my favorite, like, visual interpretations of that character. Mm-hmm. So I am a little bit sad that it's gone, uh, but I'll get over it. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, you pretty much will, I think. And yeah, um, also you've got the music, which I think we've gone on before, which is, you know, when you were swooping around uh, in the other game, you had like the kind of orchestra come up whereas this you've got the more spider-verse beats coming in which yeah also a very and when you get into a fight as well but it's, it's, it's just a good. very cool game i know yeah. his swinging animation as well is very spider-verse it's like he swings upside down doesn't he rather than like mm-hmm. through the and legs you can, like... you can do like tricks in midair by holding square and rotating and you can nice. basically do like tony hawk style stuff in midair it's quite <laughs> <Cool>. good <laughs> and also photo mode is excellent it is by uh probably will post a few pictures from uh, that online because I love photo mode in games, yeah. especially when they're that beautiful. Uh, let's talk about a game that isn't on next gen. How absurd of us to do! <laughs> but a little—it's kind of gone under the radar. I think we mentioned it a few weeks or months ago when it was kind of an, like in preview form. But Fuser, the new um, Harmonix game, mm. is out next week. Um, Didn't realise it was so soon. Yeah, well, they're kind of burying it a bit, which is a shame. Um, but I've played, I've probably played like two hours of it now. I know Joe's played a lot um, and he really likes it. I'm also well into it. I don't know, have you played any of it? Uh, yet, I've, I've got to the main menu. That's as far as I've got. <laughs> Sorry, there's been, there has been a lot on, which is there's why I've lot, not played There Yakuza is a lot on in the world Fuser. at the moment. Um, but I've been playing it on, I've actually been playing it on PS5. It's on PS4, but I was playing it backwards compatible. Backwards compatible. What a world we I know. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Um, but yeah, this is the backwards compatible section uh, of the podcast, <laughs> which we're leading with Fuser. Um, you were, I was interested, but you haven't played it yet, so you've kind of ruined it. Uh, you've got it on Switch, and I was just wondering yeah. how it played on that. Yeah, sorry. I will. Like, I'll try and get around to it so I can call in, because... So I am quite excited because I love harmonics. Like my university mm-hmm. eras are like categorically <laughs> defined by rock bands. Yeah. Like to the point where I actually had like a band and we just played rock bands. Like that was pretty, we, that was the way sick. that we sort of like pretended and role played that was very silly. Yeah, um, and a lot of hours as well. And like Too I many, love probably. yeah, what, what drop mix as well, which obviously mm-hmm. I think Fuser shares a bit more DNA with. It's like it's. I don't think it's too reductive to say that Fuser is kind of the video game version of Dropmix. Mm-hmm. You're kind of you've got your stems of songs and you're just playing to the crowd, taking their requests. I'm only a couple hours in, so it hasn't got overly complex yet, but I'm already enjoying just making my own songs up from you know. There's such a range of 
music as well. You can just have a bit of Don't Fear the Reaper mixed with In the Club by 50 Cent if you yes. want. Why not? <laughs> but how does it actually um, play when you're on a controller? Because when I imagine a game like that, I imagine, mm-hmm. you know, a peripheral, like a unique it's one. It's actually... It works surprisingly well. So when you hover over... So you build your kind of music library at the top. Yeah. So you have like 12 singles you bring into the show that you can mix. So when you hover over them, it has... um. It has, like, vocals, bass, drums, and then, like, lead slash rhythm, mm. whatever musical instrument that is. So you've got your four different stems. And each one of those is... So, like, vocals is circle. I think bass is X. Square is bass. And triangle is lead and rhythm. So you just press whatever button you want of those to come in. But you can also hold in that button and hold it over one of the four positions you can place it and then drop it when you want so you get more points for dropping it on the offbeat or the downbeat yeah depending on what instrument it is and like i said i haven't done a lot yet but it is very fun but i just want to let people know that it exists because i feel like in this mountain of next gen stuff it's just going to completely get forgotten which kind of is what happened to drop mix but for different reasons because i think they launched with it like over a hundred pounds which yeah, is drop Mix's a monetization pricey. system with the cards was bananas yeah. um and the thing is is like i almost feel a little bit sorry for fuse because it's not just they're not just dropping it during the height of a new console launch but mm-hmm. it's also one of those games that i would have found perfect especially on switch for taking back home over the christmas period and just playing a bit between conversations yeah. with family members I'm not, because of COVID, basically, I'm probably not going to see my family this Christmas. I'm going to be here, which means that I am definitely going to be playing something like Cyberpunk or Valhalla for 20 hours a day. <laughs> um, so I'm well, probably it not does going have, to get around to it. It has multiplayer and battles and like party mode. I think, I haven't tried it yet, but I think even later tonight, me and Joe are going to have a few DJ battles. Uh, Is it crossplay? Not, um, that's a Do very you know? good question, Jesse. Oh. I cannot answer that for you. I'm sorry for asking. <laughs> well, no, it's a good question. Uh, ask your local harmonics PR. <laughs> um, or I could probably just read the menus. Um, but yeah, I just want to let people know. Um, speaking of backwards combat, have you boys got any games you want to highlight that have made any improvements or you've enjoyed playing um, on I, next-gen consoles? I checked out Until Dawn on the PS5. and. Ooh. That honestly, that's one of my favorite um, PlayStation exclusives. I, I love horror games anyway, and it's just it's so cheesy and silly. Um, but on the PlayStation Four and PS Four, uh, PS Four Pro on boost mode at least, um, that game always ran an uncapped frame rate, and the performance mm-hmm. in that game was always kind of dog shit. It never it ran choppy, particularly yeah. well. But on the PS Five, because it's an uncapped frame rate, it hit, it hit sixty FPS completely smooth, and I was doing some. Uh, frame rate analysis before this podcast <laughs> looking into some stuff um and just from the scenes i've recorded at least anyway it is hitting that 60 fps constantly and it's it's just weird it's, playing that so game you're, at you're smooth saying frame rate. you're saying the ps5 is finally unlocked until dawn's full potential yeah yeah basically because it, it feels it honestly feels a bit like a different experience when you're playing it at a smooth frame rate it doesn't feel like this movie that's being hand cranked by some terrible camera operator now it just feels like you're playing a fun game and it's, it's mm-hmm. the same for EDF because performance on that. And if you don't know what EDF looks like when it's hectic, it's absolutely mad. Like six million ants and flying bees coming after you. And the PS4 Pro, like it absolutely chugs. But on the PS5, it's just smooth, baby. And that's what I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no matter what I've played yet, it's just 
it's silent the console i haven't heard a peep from it which is yeah. inc- especially when you compare that to the playstation and summer like if you try playing warzone or avengers on playstation 4 sounds like, like an airport it's re- absolutely ridiculous <laughs> but yeah it's silent and as far as i can tell it's like quite cool as well like yeah. and that's the same for the series X, actually i've been able to like after a few intense gaming sessions i put my hand over the you know the top fan just to see and it's you know it's just a nice cool little air it's nothing mad doesn't sound like it's about to explode or anything yeah well i'm looking forward to getting my series x next week and having a play with that uh i bet you're looking forward to having a playstation matt absolutely yeah i um, am fucking demon souls right i am rubbing my thighs over the the idea of demon souls there's also Sackboy's Adventure, which I'm weirdly excited about because I think who doesn't really like a nice. good platformer as yeah. well? Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's good stuff all round. Um, do you know what's occasionally good stuff? We don't always overpromise. <laughs> the endless search. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah, 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 and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I've got a question for you. What type the DJ we coming through? Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I've got a question for you. Is it in the search? Matt. Hi. Are you going to tease our brains? Uh, oh, I mean, that's the intention. That's that's what I'm gonna gonna try. I've got another game of the one that broke me. The item game, which I can't actually remember Ugh. what we call the item game, but oh, if you weren't from there, that's unschooled. where the sandwich obsession has come from, because I couldn't mm-hmm. figure out the sandwich from Disco Elysium. Oh. Absolutely broke me. So, so that's so, where it's from. If, you, if yeah, you've yeah. not tuned in to uh, a podcast where we've played this game, basically I have here four different games, and from those games I have five different items. I'm going to give you these odd items from across the worlds of these games and you've got to figure out what game they were in if you can get it on the first one i give you you get five points if it takes you to the last one you get one point and they get progressively more obvious as they go on can they all be resident Lovely. evil games so i can win uh no jesse <laughs> I'm, I'm not i'm not overly confident in this one jesse so oh. i mean you'll still win mate don't worry about it no right. no, no no okay <laughs> no, no. here we go game one first item sedative oh Hitman? No. A sedative. Uh, the Curse of Monkey Island. <laughs> no. Is there a sedative? I'm trying. When you um are on the island with the tofu mask, what's that island called? Oh. Uh, the, don't you have to spike a drink in the hotel? You do, I do, think. They have yeah. sedatives in that? I don't know. No. Anyway. <laughs> it's not that. Escape from Monkey Island, Secret of Monkey Island. No, no, yeah, it's not. It's, it's not, it's not Island, Monkey Island. It? Okay, I'll move on. Mm-hmm. AI programming core. Avengers. <laughs> no. Oh, that was a good shout. That's if there's sedatives in Avengers. Uh, <laughs> I know one. Of, definitely core. one of you has definitely played this. I think <laughs> oh, the other God. person has. Or. Maybe the other person. Cool. Wait, a what core? An AI core? Shock? No. It's an AI programming core, Jesse. Also known as an artificial intelligence programming core. (laughs) What? (laughs) Um, Half Life 2. No. Metal Gear Solid 5. (laughs) No. No, that's not even close. Okay. Well, we'll move move on, shall we? Yes. Mm. 
a crescent moon charm. Bloodborne? Oh. No. No. I, I don't know why I said that with the previous one being AI. That made no fucking sense. <laughs> a crescent moon? Uh, um, this is annoying now. Is it an Assassin's Creed game? No. Okay. This is this is in the back of my head somewhere. See, I'm just dying to know, so please win this one for me, can't I? <laughs> Crescent Moon Charm. Move that on. one's really... Yeah, yeah, please do. Sonic Strikers. I know this. Why is my brain not working? Fallout 4? No. Well, it might be a stupid little item. Is it... Oh, is it Arkham City? No. Arkham Asylum? Is it an Arkham game? <laughs> I can see what you're thinking, but they're, they're oh, like the electric Sonic Strikers, aren't they? What is this? Oh, there's Sonic Strikers and Avengers as well. I'm sh- Sonic Strikers. Wait, but Avengers doesn't have AI programming cause all Crescent Moon charms or sensors. I know. This is so annoying. I know this. <laughs> Sonic Strikers. See, that just sounds like what a game? game. I've played a game in the last few months that had Sonic Strikers in it. Oh, yes, you have. Oh, Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Remake. Yes, it is Final there Fantasy VII Remake. What's Tifa. a Sonic Striker, then? Can I? Sonic Strikers that? are Tifa's, Tifa's. Uh, gloves, and they're maybe uh, her third set she gets. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that at all. I knew I'd played it this Unless week. Unless you said something like Buster, sort of like, yeah. This Buster Sword <laughs> was one point, so oh, you balls. would have got it, but <laughs> Cardi gets it for two. Right. Right, game that was, two. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> game two, first item, Grim Sever. Oh. Is that Bloodborne? No. Witcher 3. <laughs> no. <laughs> there we go. Could be a lot of things. Uh, Divinity 2. Divinity Original Sin 2, even. It's not. Elder Scrolls Oblivion. It's <laughs> not, No. Let's carry on. Okay. <laughs> Next item. A sweet roll. Oh, I was going to Skyrim. Skyrim. It's Skyrim. Yes, yeah. It is Skyrim. <sighs> a sweet roll. Iconic. Should have jumped in with Skyrim after a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Grim Sever is a, uh, is a blade. I think it's an Elven Forge blade and it's made out of green glass and it's kind of got like a really nice uh-huh. shape to it. Your other ones mm-hmm. would have been the Dwemer Bowl. Yeah, that would have uh, been a big hint. The Shards of Mehrun's Razor. Which of course mm-hmm. is Mayrune's Dagon's uh, sword, oh, and then yes. the helm of Winterhold. Yeah, I would hope you get it on Winterhold, considering that's that's a very obvious town. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, Skyrim. Right. Go. Second game. First clue. A Bible. <laughs> Hitman Two. No. Broken sword. <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil. <laughs> Gabriel Knight. I'm going through all the old point and clicks. Resident Evil 4. 5, 6, or 7. No. There's already been one mentioned, but it wasn't quite the right game. I'm not going to say which one of you said it. <sighs> Bioshock but Infinite. You, you got the right series. Bioshock, Witcher 2. Bioshock 2. No. Ah! Fallout 3? Curse of Monkey Island. Escape from Monkey Island. <laughs> oh, no! Think no. about where you might find a Bible. Oh, Bloodborne. No. Right. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's bullshit. All right, I'm moving on. Yeah, okay. yeah, carry on. T-shaped tool. Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> A T-shaped tool. Uh, 
someone someone has already said a name, but yeah. they said a series name and they didn't say a game, and you don't get it for a series name. That's wank. C shaped tool. Uh, I, I got nothing, man. Okay. Next this one. Is gonna... Yeah. Hotel Ubu Key. Yakuza? No. Oh, this is annoying. In which it? game do you go to Hotel Ubu and need a key? This is 100% a game that you've played. Uh, Disco Elysium. No. Right? Fuck. Uh, this is so annoying. Jesse, in what series is Disco Elysium? I know. I, I ignored that part and I was thinking maybe you find a Bible and a tool to open something. Right, next one. This is a sort of two-part thing, and I'll give you both parts. It's a soggy tissue, but upon investigation of the soggy tissue, they will find the, the, the your, you as a player will find that it's covered in grease paint. Uh, it's not any Monkey Island. No, a soggy tissue. <laughs> it's grim. It's got to be a point and. In... <sighs> you, you're the only one who's mentioned a single point and click game, though. That's the yeah. thing. But I feel like I said. Broken Sword 2? <laughs> no. Broken Sword. Is it a broken sword? <laughs> I'm I'm not getting this one, man. I'm just not. Ah. Uh, this is doing my head in, and I'm sure a lot of other people's. Yeah, everyone knows about the soggy tissue, innit? Classic uh, video game item. Come on, Carl. The thing is, it really is annoying me. You've already said now, you've said the series, and you've <sighs> said one of the games in the series. Gabriel Knight 2? No. <laughs> it's not... What other, what other games did I say? I've gone completely into... Right, yeah, your I'm last just... clue then. A clown nose. Oh, God. Who... Cardi, this is all you, man. Like You have to get yeah, this. Yeah, I'm going completely <laughs> blank. I've forgotten what I have said and haven't said. Can, can you just run through the items again, please? Bible, T-shaped tool, hotel ubu key, soggy tissue, which is covered in grease paint, and a clown nose. Arguably, I maybe should have given it to Cardi, but already on, on five. But I'm looking for the full name of the game. Oh, what? Oh. I don't know what one he wants. It is. You're not going to get it, are you? So it is Broken Sword Shadow of the Templars. Oh, my you, days. What? You're not giving it to me. For, this is absurd behaviour. <laughs> Wait, what's, what is Broken Sword? Broken is that, Sword oh. is is a uh, is a, basically a conspiracy sort of point-and-click game. Right. Okay. And cool. Which is about the Templars. Right, right, the right. The shadow of them, as you Jeez. would say. I mean, we've got to take that one to, you know... Some people this week are taking some things to court that shouldn't be taken <laughs> okay. to court. All right, but then. that <sighs> could be taken to court. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know in feedback if Cardi should have five points or zero. <laughs> but I meant Broken Sword. That is Broken Sword 1, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's called Broken Sword Shadow of the Templars, mate. If only you knew. If only you knew, Carly. Right. Is, right. Okay. Let's carry Final on. One. First clue. Human remains. Oh. Fallout 3? No. Jesse's house. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, Disco Elysium. No. Oh, that's a good shout, though. Yeah. That definitely has some human remains in it. Spoiler. Uh, uh, not really. <laughs> Bioshock. Uh, no. 
just gonna repeat yeah. the same shit. Hitman. No. Pips out Cardi's already fucked it, off. Yeah. He's just lost all patience. <laughs> no, no, it's um, fine. I just, you know, I'm never getting it from just that, am I? Right. Next one. Future weapons today. Deus Ex Human Revolution. No. Damn it. Future weapons. That feels. Last of Us Part 2? No. Feels like, like a manual you'd read or yeah. something like that. Ah. But it's not Fallout, right? Fallout 3? No, it's not Fallout 3. Fallout, Fallout 4, 76. It is Fallout New Vegas. Shit. Yes. I should have knew that. I just finished the game the other day. That the is stream. why I literally used Fallout New Vegas. Because like, yeah. Jesse will know this. Your other clues Balls. would have been Iguana on a Stick. Which yeah, I that debated point one. number one because it's so obvious. But <laughs> grimy pre-war business wear and the yeah. NCR Ranger combat armor. I, I did get Fallout, though. I said that before with Human Reigns, Remains because I knew that. Just didn't get new vegas so that's fine i mean there's there there's go, definitely fine. no there's no courtroom drama on that because fallout is a different game to fallout yeah. new vegas it's, it's not swords. fallout shadow of the T- templars <laughs> no you know anyway right what was the final score uh cardi got two and then four so you're on six and uh mr mr skyrim here jesse got four for skyrim so technically you've won Cardi, even without your five points. Even with just the court result that we're being coming is not needed. (laughs) I'm withdrawing the claim. (laughs) Um, It's not needed. Uh, But please do at Matt Perslow on Twitter. Uh, Is it at Matt Perslow or Matt Matthew Perslow? Uh, Just just use the search, you'll find me. (laughs) People are going to come at me, Uh, they've got to do a little bit. It's at Matt Perslow on Twitter uh, and just call him, I don't know, what should we call him? Just Misley. That's that's the word I'd use. <laughs> Courtroom jester. There we go. Uh, but don't send in to feedback. We don't need that. But what we do need is more sandwich stories for the inevitable sandwich special at IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com. But for now, some non-sandwich feedback. Jesse. Yes. This is from uh, Josh Gallimore. He says, afternoon, lads. I've been playing through Watch Dogs Legion this week, and while I'm having loads of fun with it, there's a couple of uh, petty things I want to complain about. Firstly, the radio is, in all capitals, fucked. You can barely hear it. it. (laughs) I've set my audio sliders to 70% for everything else and 100% for music, but I can still barely make out the songs. They've clearly got a good soundtrack. You don't normally find Stiff Little Fingers, Stormzy, and, and Architects in the same place, but what's the point in getting the licenses if you can't hear the songs? It's also not clear what radio station you're listening to while sometimes i'll be driving and just randomly keeps looping between a podcast and one unskippable mm-hmm. track that sounds unfortunate also what's the difference between change music and toggle music I guess so yeah music- i've had that it's like toggle- sometimes the music just won't turn off yeah and i just seem to have like this game has dozens and dozens of songs some of which i really like like i love architects they're one of my favorite bands i've walked past a shop and heard one of their songs never mm. once had it in a mm. car so what's going on here? I can at least tell you what the difference between change music and toggle music is. So toggle, toggle music off, is right. turn it on and off. Yeah. But sometimes it doesn't even turn it on. No, the no. Problem so it does, it does have a problem there. I must say, I've never... Like, I can always hear the music. So I wonder if this... Depending on what console that Josh is on, I wonder if the sound mix is a bit odd. Mm. I've had it so sometimes... Sometimes I can hear it. Sometimes it is just really, really low. Mm. And I just don't... I just don't it feels like the radio system is broken because... It just yeah, it's like, it not just, a tro- proper radio system. It's not like GTA no, where there's like a schedule that it runs yeah. through. 
It's no. just you get in it's a just car. just all over the gaff, isn't it? And then, like, if you get back out of it and get back on, it's almost like it thinks you're using Spotify rather than that, but a Spotify <laughs> that just resets the track if you get out of the car. Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like you're just, yeah, you're getting in and putting in your CDs and mm-hmm. just pressing play on them. Yeah. That's really, yeah. really odd. also goes on to say, Second, where's my phone? The phone menu in the last game was great and meant you could do things like order cars and start minigames. Also, music-related again, it meant you could plug in headphones and listen to the game's music through the music app. Maybe people don't value in-game music that much, but my attention span is zero right now, and I've just resorted to playing musical podcasts in real life while commuting between missions. Lastly, they didn't include the world end, the World's End pub in Camden. I think that's shit. Cheers, I Josh. agree. The World's End pub is... I'd say a great place. It's it's definitely a place I've been more than I should have. Just because I do love that pub, although it isn't the best in the world. But the underworld is also great. But they've also just taken out Liverpool Street. So, yeah, yeah there's no bad. rules anymore, is there? But, um, yeah, the phone I did miss because that is... I do think Legion, I enjoyed Legion a lot, but I do think it is definitely a step down from Watch Dogs 2. And taking away the phone, it's just... It's so, like, we're so used to open world games having especially one set in modern times having a phone basically as an in-game menu mm. especially not being able to choose your own mission and stuff um music even mm. i think yeah the, i missed that i was talking to to a friend about the thing that i think really sets legion and, and watchdog 2 apart is watchdog 2 was vibing before vibing was even a, a concept <laughs> like that was such a like it got such a distinct identity that was tied to fashion and music and and pop culture whereas legion sort of almost has to be both that and not that at all because it's about the populace Mm. so it has to cover so much and it's almost like i wish that i could do this because it would suit so many of my characters like all my punks and you know people that are from kind of like like those sort of backgrounds that would be listening to music I feel like it's missing, but also it's it like maybe doesn't vibe with certain other characters, like my my landlord called Ken, who wears a fat clap and, <laughs> and drives around in a knackered old Volvo. Like, and I guess like the choice I would have liked to have been there, but it definitely gives they're two different vibes, aren't they? And I just mm-hmm. wish the I option suppose. to withhold the vibe of two was at least given. Yeah, yeah, maybe like Bagley could have Spotify built in or something yeah. like that. That'd be nice. You can only dream. What games should just have Spotify integrated? So you can just play your own music in games. That'd See, be that's sick. the thing is, like, you can do that through, like, your console menus, but what I want mm-hmm. is that music to be diegetic in the game. Exactly. Like, I want yeah. it to sound like it's on my car radio, and I want it to stop when people have something to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be lovely. If there are any developers listening, try and make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's me, that. is it? Yeah, I got one in from uh, from Daniel Roberts who says, "Hello, you lovely lot. Hope you're all well. I wanted uh-huh. to share something with you all. I hope that's okay. It is, Daniel. That's yeah. why that's why we uh, we ask for feedback because we really mm-hmm. want to hear from everyone. What if we just said no this time? <laughs> well, you what, we just stopped it there. Yeah. Like, we want to share. No, no, thank you. See <laughs> you later. <laughs> right, back to Daniel. When I play a game that requires you to create a character, I tend to take RPing a little bit too seriously. I would create stupid characters to make my friends laugh or to frustrate them. One character that comes to mind specifically is in the game Ghost Recon Wildlands. His name was Johnny Freedom. Johnny Freedom was a Special Forces operative who also happened to be a proud American patriot, as well as being the world's greatest motocross champion. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) <laughs> while playing with my friends yeah I know I'm as surprised to hear that I have friends as you probably are 
when in, when conducting an assault on a military base, I would lead the charge dressed fully in red, white, and blue, riding my prized mo- motorbike called Washington's Pride, while also playing George Michael's Freedom over my microphone. The question I have is: Do you do any of you make stupid characters when you play games with friends? Love to you all. Mm. Mm, this feels uh, like a Jesse. Jesse, do you make stupid characters? Yeah, so I did that actually with my um, Fallout New Vegas stream where I have a lot of uh, people who really take the lore in that game seriously when it comes to the people who watch my streams. And I just made a complete piece of shit character whose the stats were all wrong. They were just really terrible when it came to um, literally doing anything other than talking to characters. And every single mm-hmm. option I chose in Fallout New Vegas was to simply kill the character or just listen to them and then kill them. So that resulted in me um, nuking the NCR and Legion base at the end of the game, killing a lot of the main characters and basically siding with the bad guys. So I don't really make stupid characters. I'm also just always tend to make hideous characters who are evil. So that's really what I like. Your psychotic is what you're saying. The the, the evil options are always the best ones in video games. I'll I'll tell you that. No, they're not. They they really are. So they're they're good in Obsidian because Obsidian actually take the time, and this is something that Larry and (laughs) do as well, take the time to write good actual evil plot lines. Bioware are not very good. Oh no, uh, Evil Shepard is an absolute joke in Mass Effect 1. He just punches everyone. (laughs) She's just terrible. (laughs) I am... I'm quite boring when I design characters for like RPGs. I tend to just make them. I've seen your football manager like character. Like me. Your yeah, football manager great. character yeah. is you, isn't it? Carl? Yeah, you yeah, yeah, it is me. That terrifying exactly baby. Boring. Um, <laughs> but um, I recently, like, I've turned to like role playing as characters recently when I've been playing Overwatch with people, my friends, Lucy and Tam. I've been whenever I play as McCree, I do kind of tend to then just speak in kind of like a western sort of slur i'm gonna find out eventually what he does pretend and this to is really be. exciting yeah when i'm yeah i just kind of put on a character as mccree and i recently have taken i've become a different cowboy basically and I, his name is buckwheat calhoun um <laughs> and basically he is he has a lifelong mission he's just Trapes in a qu- across the American West in search of the ultimate plowman's lunch. Oh, he just really likes a plowman's lunch, which is weird because I really don't like a plowman's lunch. He's a what cowboy from America that's into a yeah, plowman's. Exactly, that's the weird thing about it. It's a bit kooky, Matt. It's a bit kooky. Isn't that isn't that um, a sandwich? Plow- well, plowman's isn't. Uh, it's a cheese and apple uh, medley with right, bread. Right. What else do you get in a plowman's? I really should Some know pickle, this. Pickle, a bit of pork pie. Yeah. It's not my sort. It's not my sort of lunch. No. I will say you just want the big but thief. I tell you, Buckwheat Calhoun, he loves them. <laughs> so I'm basically I'm thinking of adapted this maybe into a multi-part graphic novel of some sort. Oh, but excellent! Stay oh, tuned for that uh, if you want. It. Yeah, if you want to know more about Buckwheat Calhoun, uh, <laughs> I don't have much more to say. <laughs> Fair that. enough. Uh, he likes to call people Honey Bun whenever he kills them. Is what I uh, ah. tend to find. It's almost like a, he's like a different character living inside me. This is like yeah. a. Yeah, yeah, it's a bizarre scenario. Yeah. Uh, do you have any stupid characters, man? <laughs> uh, no, not really. I do tend to play relatively straight. I guess most of my RPing actually comes through like when I actually play tabletop RPGs. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not stupid. Like My current character that I play is an Aracocra called Q, so he's basically a What a is bird an Aracocra? An Aracocra okay. is a bird man. Like, imagine oh, okay. sort of man-shaped, but they've got a bird head and they've got massive wings. So... 
That's not to do. I do. I do like to play unusual characters. Like in in Baldur's Gate, I'll play something like a tiefling or a drow. So I don't. I'd rather not just play an elf or a or a human or something like that. Mm-hmm. I do prefer the more unusual races. Um, I guess like my my tabletop Arakokra, he's sort of influenced a bit by like Hellblazer John Constantine. He's an occult detective. That's really cool. So I like going like odd and weird ways, but I don't play like high comedy. Like I'm not Johnny Freedom. That sounds much more like a, like a Joe <laughs> Scrabbles thing to me. Yeah, Johnny Freedom. Well, only about two hours ago because purely because i displayed the knowledge of knowing who steph curry is who is <laughs> one of the most prominent basketball players in the world i'm now apparently johnny what's it johnny balls because because i know sports <laughs> so there you go that's my new name is johnny or jonathan balls lovely was it i know sports balls? i thought there were yeah i thought it was more to it where does he say it? no it was, yeah, it was just balls. it was jonathan balls is, is my name because well done because i know a handful of basketball players. Um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, I have a final piece of feedback here from Ben Wood, who mm. asks, is it too late for Bizarro Crisps entries? It's never too late for Bizarro Crisps entries. Um, it's a nice little side to the sandwich chat, as it is in a meal as well. But here we go. I do appreciate, actually, Ben here is from Oklahoma in the USA. Still used crisps. Much appreciated. Um, it says, Howdy boys, I've been questing for the perfect excuse to write in, and while a few new prompts have come and gone, the near drownies and giant ham sandwiches were my favourites. I hope it's not too late to submit the following banger of a culinary crossover to your ongoing discussion of otherworldly crisp flavours. Behold, Pringles Wendy's Baconator crisps. Have either of you boys had a Baconator? I have, and it was the greasiest piece of shit I ever had in my life. Ooh. I've there never been to a Wendy. Wendy's are the guys that do their burgers square, right? They're the square burger people. Yeah. I've I've had a Wendy's, but not in America. I had it in Dubai, so I've never had a proper American Wendy's. But I'm pretty sure it's a similar thing. But I have heard about the Baconator, which is what we're going to get here. Is so how do they taste? Ben asks. The flavor hits you in two waves. It's a Ooh. complex Ooh. meal, Ben. <laughs> First, a right smack of artificial bacon hits you square in the mouth. Disheralds a slow burn to wave two. A sharp cheddary tang that semi-shakes the taste buds. Taste buds. <laughs> the more I tried... <laughs> the the box I tried was rather stale, but I'm not sure how <laughs> much that matters. And all the buyers must either be extremely curious or madly depressed. <laughs> if I miss the crisp boat, please do not fret. It's fine. I I will still respect the sea. It's good. Everyone should respect the sea. Thanks for all the laughs. I'm a night watchman at the Natural History Museum here in Oklahoma and usually listen to the show whilst walking around surrounded by stuffed mammals and partially reconstructed dinosaur skeletons. That's amazing. That That is is genuinely wicked. (laughs) Like, being in a museum at night would be a cool thing. Uh, Maybe the novelty wears off. I imagine it does. But I like the idea of maybe doing that for a weekend. (laughs) I've just looked up the Baconator. I'm I'm yeah. sort of disappointed. It's just a bacon cheeseburger. Mm. It is, isn't it? Like a double. It's quite big, isn't it? So yeah. so yeah, it's like a bacon double cheeseburger by the look from 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 Burger King, but it's the the Wendy's variant. I was expecting something more heavy on the bacon, mm. if I was honest. I, I don't like know. Maybe how much it was I'm... a beef patty and a bacon patty, and then bacon on top. Well, that sounds like too much. This is the um, big debate, isn't it? Is is a, a bacon <laughs> like a burger like the bacon a sandwich? Does that count as sandwich chat? I don't a, know. a burger's a sandwich, yeah. 
Some, yeah, some people disagree. Like, it's a hot dog a sandwich. We're not I mean, going like, down this wormhole. Yeah, I think I if know. you say burger, it's a specific type of sandwich in the same way mm-hmm. that, like, a sub is a specific type of sandwich. And a sub is more akin to a traditional sandwich than a burger yeah. is. But, like, a McChicken sandwich is essentially a chicken burger, but it's called a sandwich. Yeah, exactly. it brings up certain imagery, and that's all you really need. What that's sort fun. of imagery? <laughs> well, no, if, someone's, if someone says, yeah, I'm going to pass you... A, a sandwich yeah and then they pass you a burger you might mm-hmm. be a little bit confused because then when you think of a sandwich you think of you know your traditional sandwich if someone passes you mm-hmm. a sub and then it ends up being a burger that would be confusing those <laughs> words have you know imagery associated with them and that's what's important but it is filling between two pieces of bread so yes exactly there we and go. that's what counts i'm glad we've got to the bottom of that um let's not hang around too much longer because we're already devolving into nonsense um, <laughs> shall we I'll get a bit of Spider-Man Miles Morales music. I'm sure there's some out there I can use. Not a Baconator advert. Why would you do that? I I, I feel like the the Miles Morales music is probably better than the Baconator. That's understandable. Advert, but who knows? We'll see. But this was a pleasure. Bye. See ya. In a world saturated with glossy facades comes a podcast that's breaking barriers. This is Reppin. It's where we do a deep dive into subjects like belonging, to mental health, to courage, and more. On Reppin, you'll meet the faces you think you know and discover their untold stories. It's real, it's intimate, and it gives you insight into the real person behind the images. In a world of pretense, Reppin strips it all down. No filters, no facades. Learn and be empowered and find inspiration through thought-provoking stories that resonate with your journey. Every episode is an exploration into the truths and values that make us who we are. Representation, it's not just about race or gender. It's about you. Reppin ensures that every voice is heard. Every story is valued. So be seen, be heard, and be represented. Listen to Reppin wherever you get your podcasts.